Welcome back to the Girls Who Live podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Chelsea. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hope you guys have a wonderful start to your weekend. Oh yeah. This is our second take of this intro. <laughs> so I had to go play Dr. Mom slash Dr. Sarah. Um, since Avery got a scratch. And it, it was the, the end of the world. End of the world. The end of the world. So we're back. We're here. We're ready to go. We're juggling all the things. All the things. It's been a day. <laughs> it has been a day, but we are here to give you some positive vibes on your Friday. Positive vibes. Answer some questions. Get talk our about take. All the things. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. How have you? How's your week been? It's been a little crazy, a little hectic, but it's been good. Uh, we're here. <laughs> haven't been able to do any forms of exercise, typically, um, like I have been, but usually I try to get in at least one before Friday, so yeah. I'm sure I'll probably get something in, but I am golfing tomorrow. I joined nice. in Ladies League, so excited to do that. That's a movement there. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, even if I use a cart. <laughs> yeah. You're still using your core oh, yes. to really swing and haven't swung a club since November. You so still we'll have s- to walk the couple of steps from the cart from the to cart. the yeah. tee, the, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, tee box or wherever, wherever your ball you is it. at or up to the putting green. So yeah. I will get a little bit of exercise for sure. But and it'll be nice just to like enjoy the sunshine and the beautiful weather and yes. all of that too. I feel like we're at that point of the spring where like do I crack my windows because it's hot or is it gonna thunderstorm out of nowhere yeah I am over the crack in the windows we we're turning the ac on it's getting a little it's a little hot it's also a little hot at the gym um, oh I bet but you know we're we're doing great we're pushing through pushing through <laughs> gotta acclimate somehow so yes um but I love the warm I'm here for it. I'm ready for the sun. I'm ready for the sun. I'm having, like, my summer glow up. Nice. <laughs> I'm getting my nails done on Friday. I feel like I'm, you like... just got your hair done. I just got my hair done. We're back to blonde. Um, I sat out on my back patio for a few hours this weekend and just tried to, like, soak in the sun. It looked great. The tequila looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. It, that's my toxic trick. When it's summertime or there's any warmth. I need tequila. And what do you have in that one? Because it looked really good. So that day, I actually so the day before was Cinco de Mayo, and of course, you got I had to go out yeah. and get a margarita. Um, so I went out with a friend Friday night, and we always go to this place downtown. Um, that it's kind of like a specialty cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. And we have a friend that works there, and she made me, like, a mezcal margarita, which I have tried mezcal before and never liked what I've personally made with it, Mm -hmm. but whatever she made was delicious, so I tried to, like, recreate that cocktail at home, and it was, like, a watermelon, blackberry, mezcal margarita, and it was so good, Um, but I'm also, like, trying to look into more non-alcoholic vibey drinks. Yeah. For the yeah. summertime, because it's not realistic for me to want to, like, have a margarita every single time I'm in the sun. Like, that just doesn't align with my goals right now. Yeah. So I, like, have done some research on non-alcoholic cocktails, because there's something about the drink. You know? Yeah, it's something just about the vibe. feeling the fanciness, sometimes putting it in the glass. It's um, not only really about, like, the feeling that it gives me, it's just I want something, like, pretty in my hand. Yeah. 
With ice and a, and a pretty glass. And a fun and, glass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I totally get that. I've been, I did that all through this last few months. I just recently started drinking again, um, a little bit more regularly because I was trying to figure out some medications and stuff, but yeah. I really, I love hop water. It's a sparkling water infused with hops. It's non-alcoholic. It's delicious. Yeah. I love the mango and the lime. I need to mix them because I feel like that would be delicious. That would be really good, yeah. Um, and maybe put a little garnish on there. And then I was at a wedding and this girl brought her own stuff. And oh, nice. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. And it's like watermelon lime. And I think the brand is like Hiyo, like H-I-Y-O. Okay. But that also looks really good. I've tried recess drinks, which are more like adaptogen based. So um, those are the ones that I've been getting on my Instagram. Those, I mean, they're okay. They're not like, I like hot water better and I yeah. feel like... Like the adaptogens don't really do a whole lot for me but they're good they're definitely yeah. like worth a try and see if you like them some flavors I didn't love but that's just because I didn't like that flavor yeah. in anything not because not of the product specifically um and then I know Blake Lively, Lively has some really good um like mixers that you can do for like different like especially margaritas or yes. Moscow mules and stuff like that so so I've actually used hers like actually in a cocktails yeah. for like actual like alcoholic beverages and they're really good like nice. very good quality things I just haven't yet made a mocktail out of yeah. them yeah sparkling water a little cute garnish sometimes it, a lot of times it's just the fancy glass it's just the fancy glass yeah it's just or the, the sphere I- of ice <laughs> the idea of just not drinking water <laughs> as we all know I'm terrible at <laughs> hello and welcome back to the girls who live podcast I'm Sarah and I'm Chelsea. Doing today? I can't talk. Apparently, <laughs> it's a two coffee kind of day for it's me. A, for sure. Well, I've had two sips of my first coffee, and so this is gonna. I also had an interesting. I've had an interesting week, so I'm like mentally just like gone a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah, I feel that it's. It was a long trip. Uh, interesting oh, yeah. flight delays and oh, you know, wrecks on the highway at three thirty in the morning uh, caused us to miss our six a.m. flight. So Fun. that was good. And it happened like right in front of us. So there was no way we could get out of it. So lovely. Yeah. So, but it was good. Fun time. Got some fun new goodies at, uh, when I was out there, watched Will run a race. He did really well. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it was cool. You guys, I feel like it wasn't, you didn't go for a wedding. No, we did go for a wedding. You did go for a wedding. And okay. I was just, like, did I totally just make that yeah, up? No, no, no. We did go for a wedding, and then that race happened to be on the same weekend. That's really convenient. And so he, everyone was like, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You know, you're going to be hungover. So I made him chug a bunch of water and all these other things. I set out all his stuff. I was super nice. So he basically, all he had to do was get up, get dressed, leave. Yeah. Um, he ran it in uh, 69 minutes, so just over an hour for 10 miles. And he's like, oh, man, I could have easily gone under an hour if I was like actually here to not run the race over. yeah yeah not hung over and he's like I actually feel pretty good and then I felt terrible and I was like well I got your hung- hangover even though I didn't really drink that much so that I guess sucks. I just sympathetically took on his hangover so he could run yeah well that's nice of you but I also took a solid core class I don't know if you've ever heard of them before they're not in Kansas City so uh, yeah I haven't heard of them but I saw your Instagram story yeah so it was Pilates it was journey. cool it was so their like little Pilates reformer thing is called sweat Lana <laughs> love like actually sweat yeah lana uh so i thought that was pretty cute uh but it was a hard class but it was good um the instructor was great everyone 
around was like oh yeah so excited for your first class like here's how you do this like follow me you know it was great everyone was super nice yeah I was pretty sore afterwards but definitely not like super sore so that's exactly the kind of workout that you need where you're like okay I did something but I'm not exhausted I feel good about it yeah, yeah. and I'm not you know super sore for like the rest of the week right I definitely know I've been to classes before where I'm like holy crap I feel so like sore I literally can't walk up and down my stairs yeah I can't sit down and go to the bathroom so bad yeah so yeah. I think it was a great mix. I was trying to get in another class before I left, but it just didn't work out timing wise. And I was, there's a lot of bikes out there that you can rent um, and like drop off at different locations. So it was great that I biked all around town, um, all around the city there and got some extra exercise. Yeah. In. So I'm very tired. Um, my ring is even telling me, hey, you should slow down. So it knew I was extra active this weekend and I am ready to just take it easy this week and maybe this weekend get back to it just chill out a tidbit a tid a tad my goodness uh yeah just chill out a tad well glad I started talking first then yeah because it's obviously not working well for me this morning my brain is just not functioning but that's okay um yeah I'm trying to think if I have any updates I don't think so I think that that's my life's been kind of boring so anyways um, we're going to get into a, an interesting topic today. I, I don't know if I want to necessarily say fun topic. Um, I wouldn't say fun topic, but I would say it's a very popular or, yes. um, talked about a lot topic. And yes. so I would just, we both would want to say, um, provide a trigger warning here for the topic we're about to talk about. If this does not suit your health and fitness journey, mental health journey, whatever it may be. Um, we might say some triggering things through our own personal experiences, what we've gone through. So I just wanted to warn everybody up front that it might, might bring up some feelings. So if it doesn't suit you, feel free to skip, um, the whole episode, just parts of it, whatever you feel like you need. Um, hopefully we'll put in some tags on the episode this time if we can figure out how to do that. Yes. So that you guys can skip ahead to other parts of the podcast if you don't want to hear the triggering thought. Yeah. I will like make sure when I go through and edit this that anything because we're going to talk about body image um which like Chelsea said is a very popular topic um I think it's really important to talk about because I don't think that it's talked about enough in a like helpful way I think people talk about it a lot in like a oh just do it I struggle with this yeah but like I personally want to just share my experience and, like, the things that I have done to not, I don't want to say really improve my body image, but just get through hard days, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, which I think you kind of talked about on your confidence episode, which I think this ties really well Ties into, into yes, which is great. Um, but I will just, Chelsea and I will hit a flag button so that when I go through and, because, yeah, it's really easy. Um, and then it'll just give me, like, when we edit it, and I'll put in the show notes the maybe, like, some areas or topics that might be a little bit more sensitive than others but again feel free to skip this entire episode if this doesn't if this doesn't serve your mental health if it's not good for you um because Chelsea and I just want to share our stories we want to share what helps with that what helps for us um and yeah like we don't ever want this to be negative for your mental health we want it to be a helpful um, positive supporting place. So and safe space like... to share your own journey. Yes. So. Yep. Um, so with that, let's jump right in. Do you want to go first? Or do I you want guess me to go so. First? Um, yeah, I'll go first. So 
we're just going to kind of start with our stories, right? And yeah. just kind of go through. So, um, I will say that I have, I mean, I've always occupied a smaller body. I'm five foot tall. Uh, throughout high school, I was like teeny tiny. I'm not going to share like my exact weight because I think that can be triggering at times. Um, but I have always been teeny tiny, like scrawny, right? And I've never like, that's just how I've always been. That's your body type. Yeah. I haven't had to like do anything to stay that way. I haven't had to like adjust the way I'm feeling. So I also want to come at this from a place of privilege in that aspect of like, I understand that I am, like, white, I'm small, I'm, like, thin, I'm, you know, have all of those privileges, so I want to come at that with that as well, um, that I don't have a lot of struggles that other people do, but, um, with that being said, there were a lot of comments when I was younger of, like, oh, Sarah, you're so small, in, like, a positive mm-hmm. way, right, yeah. like, and I, oh my gosh, Sarah, look at how skinny you are, oh my gosh, Sarah, look at this and that and the other, and that, like, okay, like, it, when I was little, I didn't think anything of it, right? Yeah. And then um, there were times, too, where, like, people in my family, and I'm not going to, again, name certain individuals, but um, I grew up in a very, like, fat-phobic family, I would say. Yeah. Which is very interesting because I think now, with all of the learning and growing that I've done, um, I'm very opposite of that, obviously, and I like to approach my business and the way that I serve clients and the exact opposite of that um but there were just like little things that I remember people in my family doing to like comment about their own bodies um specifically like touching themselves in certain not in like inappropriate ways but like (laughs) not in grabbing their stomach grabbing their stomach and yes things like that like that can be you know again really triggering but when I was little I didn't think of anything of it like I just Mm -hmm. it just was kind of ingrained in my brain and then I got to the age where people start taking notice of other people's bodies and like I was going through changes in my own body and I had a baby and that's a huge change in your body and just different things that I was like okay wow like I'm actually starting to take notice of Mm -hmm. myself now like yeah and how all those other childhood things like are now affecting you. Right. That and, like, I had never... I will say before I had a baby, before I got pregnant, um, I never really paid attention to, like, the aesthetics of my body. Yeah. Like, I just... I didn't even think about it. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, my gosh, um, I noticed that I have really strong triceps or something. like. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I just didn't notice. I wasn't paying attention. And then I had a baby, and, like, if you've had a child... Um, you know that, like, obviously your body goes through a lot of changes physically, but also mentally the way that you perceive yourself is so much different. Oh, I'm sure. Than you would expect. Like, I didn't expect to go through that many changes, right? And, like, to mentally see myself in a different way like that. Um, so I think that really, like, kind of messed with my brain a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> if anyone who did it, like, I'd be like, are you sure? You know, yeah. like... That's a lot of change. Like, yeah. are you sure you're... I mean, not that it's people can't handle it okay, but, like, just minimizing it as not being a big change is dumb because it is. It's a huge change. It changes your body. It changes your hormones. It, you know, sometimes it physically changes you forever. Yeah. You know, I've heard, you know, this could be, like, an old wives' tale or whatever, but 
you know, your feet grow. <laughs> I've heard that yeah. in pregnancy. Like, people are like, damn it, my, you know, I was a six and now I'm a seven and all my shoes don't fit and it sucks because I can't, you know. They're never going to go back. <laughs> yeah, these, yeah, these heels that I love that I paid, you know, hundreds of dollars for that I, you know. Yeah. I can't wear them anymore, so. What's really funny is, um, as far as feet, so one of the changes that my body went through, like, okay, I had preeclampsia uh-huh, late in yep. my pregnancy. So basically Which is high blood pressure during pregnancy. Yes. If anyone does not know that. Yes. Very high blood pressure during pregnancy. It was especially towards the end, but it, I was also pregnant like in the heat of the summer. Like Avery oh, was born yep. in August. Yep. So the whole month of July, I was just like so miserable and miserable. And my feet and my ankles because of the hypertension and because of like just it being hot, hot. in summer and yeah. I'm pregnant, my ankles and my feet were so swollen that after I had Avery and all that swelling went down. I was like, did my feet shrink? Like, <laughs> mom, you, they'd been so big for so long. <laughs> I was like living with my mom and I was like, mom, look at my ankles and my feet. Do they look okay? Like, do, do I look healthy? Is something wrong with me? And she was like, you're literally fine. That's how your feet have always looked. And I was like, okay, well, I don't remember. And so again, like that's, that's a silly example, but like just the perception of myself really yeah. changed. And then I... Again, didn't think that I paid so much attention to my body, but all of those little things that, like, back. comments about um, the way that I looked when I was younger or comments about other people in my family who looked maybe different than I did, um, that all just kind of, like, started flowing back into my brain, and I was really, really aware of it. Yeah. Like, so aware of it that I, I don't think I ever purposefully went into disordered eating patterns to change the way that I looked. But I mm-hmm. think that it was kind of this thing that, like, subconsciously happened yeah. a little bit. It was kind of ingrained, like you said, without – you did it without knowing. Yes. And then when I was aware of it, I was like, holy moly, like, what have I gotten myself into? And that was also, like, right around when the pandemic happened, which okay. is really interesting Um, Because I don't think that I would have come full circle and realized all of the things and recovered in the way that I did if that hadn't If we all hadn't kind of been forced to slow down. Right. Yes. Um, So again, like, the pandemic was horrible for so many people, but I learned so much during that time. It's wild. Um, But, anyways, so where am I at here? Timeline. Okay, so all of those things kind of, like, jumbled in my brain Mm -hmm. and then the pandemic happened and I like you know on TikTok everything like oh yeah kind of feeds towards what your brain is subconsciously telling you like they're reading your mind um Instagram and TikTok were really feeding me all of these like body positivative body positivity accounts yeah which I think again I don't know what was up with the algorithm but it was working Mm-hmm. Um, and I started following a couple accounts that just really changed my mindset of my body and the way that I see myself, the way that I approach fitness, things like that. Because again, like I said, I don't think that I purposefully was trying to change my body to be like, oh, Sarah, stay super skinny. Oh, Sarah, yeah. lose this amount of weight, whatever. But I think there was that fear a little bit in there. I'm sure like, it was because if your family was, you know, quote, fat phobic growing up, then yeah, you probably didn't realize you had this fear of, I don't also want to be fat. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, I won't be accepted or. Right. Or that like, I, 
my worthiness is in like yes. how I look, right? And I need to stay the way that I currently look. Um, otherwise, like something's wrong with me, which obviously is not true. Mm-hmm. But that's just where my brain was going, and so I was like, what? Like watching all these TikToks, following these accounts, and really just kind of changed the view of like, okay no matter what my body does, because I'm a human, my body's going to change and it's going to fluctuate. That's just, doesn't matter if you are 10 and you're going through changes in your body, if you're 20 and you're going through changes in your body, you're pregnant, you're going through changes in your body. You're 40, you're 50. You're 40, you're 50, however, like, I am not going to look the same way at 24 as I will when I'm 30. And that doesn't have any, like... Value on who you are as a person. Value on who I am as a person, and it's not, like, a negative or positive thing. It just is. Neutral, yeah. Yeah. And I, I... talk about that a lot with my clients. I'm like, it doesn't have to be good or bad. It can just be yes. neutral. And even just the way that I like approached a workout or approached the foods that I'm eating, like eating a donut is not bad or good. It just is eating a donut. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm just enjoying a donut or same thing with like chicken and rice. If I genuinely want to eat the chicken and rice and broccoli, like that just is, it's not good necessarily um does it have more nutrient value than a donut yes yes but I had to look at it from a all food is neutral kind of yeah you kind of have to um and just really like kind of go on the deep end in the other direction Mm -hmm. and now I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle where I'm like I understand that there are some things that are going to be more of value to me like I'm going to benefit more from going on a walk than I am from sitting and binge watching tv for 10 hours you know what I mean like physically I'm just going to benefit from that a little bit more my mental health is going to benefit from that a little bit more um but I also understand that sometimes binging it's good for your mental is also health. good yeah. for my, yeah. yeah so I'm in this like good place of balance right now which is again very full circle I think that having that time where I just was really like I was genuinely, like, by myself. I mean, it was me and Avery for mm-hmm. multiple hours of the day because Josh was working. Like, I I just chilled, and I didn't really do anything, and there's a lot of things that I discovered about myself in that time. But I think because of that, it all kind of came full, full circle, and that's... That's a good thing. That's me! Yeah. 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 All right. You ready for you? I am. So, speaking of you being tiny, which... You know, I probably should cool it on the comments. I know I don't mean them in any no, way. No, and I know that most people don't. It's yeah. just like, and again, like now I'm like, okay, if somebody tells me that my biceps or my shoulders are jacked, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Go for it. Go ahead and get, but like, yeah. It just was like so much, and I think the the intention behind it too when I was little, like who it was coming from mm-hmm. was a place of like jealousy. Yeah. More for than sure. it was like actually giving me a compliment. Or just an observation. Or just an observation. Yeah. Right. And and again, like not that I just don't think we should compliment on or comment on people's bodies. No. Like, period. Um unless you're like, oh my gosh, that dress looks so pretty on you. Like yeah. that's so or different. Or like your eyes are beautiful. Yeah. Or yeah. so different. But or I love your smile or right. you're yeah. so confident the way you walk into a room. Yep. Yeah. So, I love those kinds of com- compliments to yes. people rather than, oh, it looks like you lost weight. Like, I hate when people tell me that. Yeah. I know that sounds dumb, but I'm like, you don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, like, you maybe- don't know if, if I did even lose weight in the first place. Yeah. And if I you didn't... don't know why or how or whether yeah. I'm going through something mentally. Like, yeah. 
just because you lose weight doesn't mean it's necessarily a quote good thing. Like mm-hmm. it sometimes is because of health issues or yep. depression or like literally Definitely anything. Depression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, for sure. I so I grew up doing gymnastics and I actually used to be very, very, very petite. Yeah. Um, and I hit my growth spurt after I quit gymnastics. So for nineteen years of my life I was you know, either under five foot tall or just right at five foot and yeah. about a hundred pounds or less. Um, I think I graduated high school, like just over a hundred pounds. Um, and again, I'm sorry if this is triggering to anybody, uh, but about, I would say like five foot tall, five foot one maybe. And then I went to college, you know, eating on your own, have no con- parental control on what you eat, when you eat, how you eat, you're staying up later probably trying alcohol for the first time or whatever or just drinking if you've already I wasn't cool enough to drink in high school so (laughs) (laughs) you know did all that um and you're just staying up late you're stressed out from school you're trying to figure out your own way in the world and I basically hit puberty like my freshman and sophomore year of college so that's really interesting I grew about five inches yeah so I'm about five seven ish now um, and I gained about 25, 30 pounds, but again, a lot of times when you think about each inch you grow, you should gain about five pounds. Yeah. And so that was a very normal amount of weight to gain. Say it was, it, for your body proportions, it was probably actually very needed. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And so I went from, you know, being this ripped 12-year-old boy body, basically, to, you know, actually looking like a girl and getting boobs and a butt and having more curves. And I was like, what? I'm a rectangle. I'm supposed... What is this? I'm supposed to stay a rectangle for the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah, like, what is this soft stomach? Like, I'm used to seeing my abs. And so, um, again, I know that's very privileged because a lot of people don't go through their teenage years, like, being super fit and all this stuff. But it just was such a huge change in my own personal body image going from being so tiny and small and then like shooting up because I'm pretty tall for a girl I wouldn't say like on the taller side but I would say definitely above average you're Um, definitely like I look at you and I think you're tall and when you just told me a second ago that you were five foot from a lot of your life I didn't believe you. yeah a lot of people don't (laughs) believe me when I'm like oh yeah I did gymnastics they're like oh my gosh, you're way too tall for that. And I was like, oh yeah, I used to be very, very tiny. And then I grew and I grew in such a short amount of time that it was, I feel like pretty traumatic in a way. Yeah. Because a lot of times people have like, you know, 13 to 17 to kind of like grow into their bodies. It's like and gradual. Like, and mine happened in like six months. <laughs> so I feel like I, um, and even like guys in, like my guy friends in college like commented on certain things and you know I was buying new bras every like you know every three months because I was like actually developing and it didn't happen gradually it just like happened all at once and I have stretch marks and because I did grow so fast and um which I'm totally fine with now and it was just a very interesting experience to go through growing literally growing up so quickly physically um, that it took me a lot of years to be okay with that. And still sometimes to this day, I, you know, struggle with that a little bit, but when you see yourself for so long in such a light that then you change dramatically, kind of like pregnancy, I would say, Yeah. then you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm not supposed to look like this. Yeah. And, you know, so I've definitely had to come to the 
being okay with what I look like and how I look and all of that. So even when I was growing up, I was so tiny people assumed I was anorexic yeah. or assumed I had bulimia, assumed I was always on a diet. Um, and so I had to almost combat that to like so much on the other side of like, no, I eat pizza and I eat this and that. And like, I always had to justify what I was eating Yeah, when I was younger to strangers. And I had like parents, like I'd be at gymnastics meets and they, I could hear them like from the stands, like certain meets, they're like really far away and certain meets, they're like really close. And it just depends on the venue and the space. But I even heard like adults like whispering, being like, you know, whispering to their friend being like, I think she's anorexic. There's no way she like, can be. Oh my gosh, that girl's so tiny. Yeah, she's yeah. so tiny. There's no way she can be that tiny. And I know I was always small for my age and um, all of that stuff. And it just was so detrimentally, you know, I didn't even have an eating disorder, but I was like, well, maybe I should because everyone thinks I do. Yeah, like maybe I do and I don't realize it. Yeah, you know I mean? just, there were so many things that just correlated to that. And I will have to say my coaches were not ever a part of that. My coaches yeah. were fantastic. They never talked to us about weight. They just talked to us about like, hey, maybe you should make sure you're feeling your body. Like make sure you get your snack in during practice. Make sure you're drinking enough water. Are you taking your vitamins? You know, they were definitely very um, health mindset about that. I don't yeah. think they always were like that, but in the air, the generation that I was growing up with that group of girls, neither of us ever had an eating disorder or felt um, the need to have one. So yeah, like pressured by somebody else to change the way that yeah. you look or change the way that you're doing things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was only one girl from remembering, um, who actually did have an eating disorder, but I spent the night with a lot of, of the girls cause I didn't live nearby. And so I just remember that girl in particular, her mom was very like critical of her body and she didn't look like her two other sisters. And she, was built more like her dad. She was actually really strong and like you could just tell she was like she's an athlete. Yeah. And so her sisters were like literally models is what it looked like, you know, or and I think they did actually end up modeling. And so it was just very interesting that like her mom was comparing her to her sisters even though like what she was doing was like so awesome. And so I, I do believe she had an eating disorder later in life. Um I'm not actually sure, but I feel like a lot of us struggled with stuff in college. Um, but not necessarily yeah. while we were in the gym. Yeah, which I think, too, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, because you went through all of those changes in college and most girls around you had already, like like yeah, you said, gone gradually through. gone through that, I bet you found yourself in this, like, comparison cycle, too, of, yeah. like, n like, not only do I feel not like I'm in my own body that's oh how I gosh, felt when yes. I was pregnant it was like this is not it's my not, body not my body this I don't doesn't know feel this right is. like yeah. who is this person and what where did where did my body you go you can look in the mirror and be like I don't know that person right um so not only are you going through that but then you're going through like all of these other girls who are having quote a normal experience mm -hmm. or and I'm sure they had their own struggles with oh like everybody that too. does yeah everybody does but you're comparing yourself to like oh my gosh this girl's like got it together even yeah. though you don't, you don't know if she or does or just like the clothes like you definitely you know experiment with your style and like who you are as a person in college and I just was like I don't like these clothes aren't fitting anymore and this is weird and I actually went back at like Thanksgiving time and I needed to ask my like English professor from high school like for a 
recommendation for something or I don't remember what it was but I went to go talk to her for a reason and she the first thing that she said to me she goes oh my gosh you don't look deathly skinny anymore oh my god <laughs> and I was like thank you is that a compliment like what do you mean by that I know I was like I really don't know how to feel about that but yeah. it's not a great feeling again why you should never is. comment on people's bodies and like, so again but I had changed so drastically within like four months or whatever yeah of or six months I guess whenever she saw me last at graduation and it just was so interesting that I was like okay you know like I'd gotten taller I'd gained weight whatever right but it just was so interesting that she said something like that to me and I'm sure I got a lot of other comments but that was one of the ones that really stuck out to me so yeah but yeah I guess I've just it's just taken a long time for me to be okay in my body and uh you know accept who I am and what I look like and definitely helps being with a partner who doesn't comment on like oh weight or anything like that so that's always been very healthy for me in the last five or however many years yeah I've always felt very confident and um he's definitely helped out with a lot of that so I think that's super important as we kind of go into like the things that have helped us kind of go along that journey and I technically like to use the word recovery because for me like it just can be for somebody like yeah it's, it's recovery of an eating disorder or a um or just like the mindset of it yes you know what I mean or even like habits that maybe weren't like full-blown a needing disorder but things that you did to kind of like I don't, like I said change the way try to manipulate things yeah um on purpose and so I think surrounding yourselves with people that understand that and like I have told my fair my story to very very few people like this is actually the first time that I've actually come through and been like hey like this is something that I've struggled with and I think that like based off of the way that I speak and the way that I present and approach fitness and health and things like that on, like, social media and with my clients, like, I think it's kind of implied. Yeah. But um, surrounding yourselves with people that are going to support you in that way, and they don't necessarily have to know the whole story. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be like, hey, yeah, Sarah, I know that you struggled with this when you were younger, so I'm going to be really, really, like, yeah. careful with what I say. Like, you don't have to share all of that with other people. But surrounding yourself with people who have the same mindset and the same, like, view and belief of, like, again, not, not one, commenting on yeah. people's bodies or just understanding that, like, health is so much more than the way you look and things like that. Like, that's super important just to have a good and, support system. And just being around non-judgmental people. Yes. And they like you for you. Yes. And that's it. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes those people are hard to find, which is really They are hard to find, especially even in Friends, too. And I was um, working out in my little studio space, and I had a friend come over to kind of help me with accountability, and she was also mentioning that she wanted to, you know, start working out again and stuff. And so she was in there, and she's like, I need to stop being so fat, and I'm just so fat. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I go, if you... Talk bad about yourself one more time. I go, I'm not letting, I'm going to kick you out right now and you're not allowed back. Yeah. I go, we're only going to talk positively about ourselves right now. We're going to reframe everything because that is not the cycle I need to go down. Yep. Listening to you talk about yourself. And I know it's not beneficial for you either, but it was so triggering for me to hear her say such bad things about herself. Yeah. And we're honestly the meanest to ourselves. So if we can help others talk nicer to themselves I feel like it helps us talk nicer to ourselves as well yes 
But I was like, I'm seriously, I'm serious. That's my one rule in here. You can't talk bad about yourself. No. And if you don't have anything nice to say about yourself, don't say it at all. Yep. So if you're going to say the F word one more time, <laughs> then I am going to kick you out and you yes. can't come back. <laughs> yes. And I think too, like setting those boundaries for yourself. Cause like you said, like not only is she being mean to herself, yeah. right? But that is so triggering for you, like you said. So, again, setting the boundaries with the people around you. Like, I've had to set boundaries with the people in my family, especially around Avery, because I do not want her growing up. Like, yeah. Avery is tall. Mm-hmm. Avery is, I mean, she's five. She's very she's, thin. But she's, I mean, kids should be. <laughs> but she's also, like, very, like, the gymnastics that she yeah. does, she's very strong. Yeah. And I'm, like... I do not want people commenting on her body. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen. Because while she may not internalize those things the same way I did, I don't even want it to be... Near her. Yeah, like a thought in her mind, right? So there's been boundaries that I've had to set with people around us of like, hey, we're not going to use these words mm-hmm. around Avery. Whether it's the F word, whether it's like, you know, the S word, you know, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, like naughty words. She's just Avery. She is just Avery. And um, so, again, setting boundaries and setting boundaries for yourself, setting boundaries for the people around you, that's just super important. And it's sometimes hard to do, but standing up for yourself is really important, especially if you're, like, in the thick of it. Yeah, definitely. So I felt confident enough saying that to her because we are friends, uh, but then also just knowing that myself that I don't need to jump in on that train and be like, yeah, I am too, or, yeah, you know, just going in that – misery loves company sort of right spiral yes so. and I think too like this kind of goes with the boundaries but in that comparison cycle if you need to set boundaries on social media social media has been oh, yeah. a very triggering place for me definitely at times same I've had to mute people I've had to unfollow people I've had to um and sometimes like I we all do it we hate scroll when yeah you're like why are they this is so dumb like yeah. why is this out here why do people like this why are people you know thinking that this is okay right. and they're just not in the same mindset we are and that's okay to unfollow them so yeah. and again like I think I mentioned this last week but it's at no fault of their own it's, no it's entirely on me but it's better for my mental health to unfollow them yeah. or to mute them and so that doesn't mean that I don't like that person or that I don't want to be friends with them or that I don't like their content it's just right now that's not serving me so I'm gonna unfollow yeah um and it can be the same thing with certain friends I was uh reading a book or um listening to a podcast or something and it basically was talking about how one these two friends one of them was a recovering like anorexic Mm -hmm. and the other one was just like maybe not anorexic but definitely way into tracking calories and macros and stuff and so every time they went to lunch together her friend could only like talk about the tracking and the macros and the calories and she's like I can't be around her yeah anymore I have to tell her to stop talking about this and we need to talk about other things because I can't talk about this subject because it is super triggering to me yeah so um what else would you say has really like helped you along that journey Um, I would say just one of the things, speaking of Instagram, I follow this girl, I think she's out of like Australia or like New Zealand or something, but she posts these pictures where it's like, Hey, I've got, um, this is my same body at the beginning of the day. And then this is at the end of the day. Yeah. And she's like, this is my body posed and my body unposed. And she's like, it's the same body. She's just, this is good lighting. This is bad lighting. This is, and she's showing like all these comparisons and how, she doesn't, uh, I guess, try to, like, lose any weight or 
whatever she's just consistently trying to fuel her body and be the best version of herself and whatever that means to her yeah and she's just showing people that you know you can edit so many things you can um, pose a certain way to make yourself look skinnier and that that's not your same body as you laying on the couch watching Netflix oh yeah versus out on the gym with your sports bra and you know like after really you look, got that pump after going. you got the pump going yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> when you're like oh hell yeah I'm feeling good but that just our bodies are able to fluctuate and that women's bodies do fluctuate so much more I would feel like than guys just with bloating and cycles and certain things like that so um yeah I've just tried to be okay with like oh okay well if she can be confident like that I should be able to as well and just showing me like oh yeah that's her same body like it's okay to like feel that way but I would even have to say that I took some pictures this weekend in a dress that I felt comfortable in but then when I saw pictures of myself I was like I feel like that doesn't look like me yeah and I don't know if I'll post them or not but I just was like I feel like that dress wasn't super flattering yeah which is totally fine or like the way I was standing with whatever it didn't look super flattering and so I was like I know that's not how I look but it I don't know I felt confident in the moment and that's what I feel like matters so absolutely maybe I'll just delete those pictures and not have to look back at them um because I felt confident and when I looked in the mirror before walking out I felt confident yeah and sometimes that camera is yeah mean. yeah no. so but again like the lighting the posing like it right. totally could have affected it and I was I was just worried about having a good time so I wasn't really worried about posing and right and looking funny so maybe I'll I actually thought about posting something about unflattering angles only and yeah. just like all the bad pictures all the weird faces all the double chins all the you know just on purpose because we don't often highlight the bad things or the not-so-pretty things on social media. Yeah, so. for sure. I think you should do it. I mean, obviously, it's up to you. But yeah, I think for you sure. Because I think that's a great message. But, um, yeah, I think one thing for me, and this is, like, in a lot of things in my life, I have to just talk to myself and my brain a yeah. little bit. I'm kind of one of those crazy people that talks to themselves. Um, but for me, anytime that I, like, have a negative thought, I have to replace it with a positive one. Or you have to, like, just say it out loud and then, like, reframe it to neutral. Yes. Or it just is. So this is one thing, actually, that I learned in therapy that had nothing to do with, like, body image stuff, but other, um, like, negative thought patterns in my life. And I don't remember what she called it, but it was basically, like, turning a negative thought into not necessarily a positive one. Because I talked a lot in therapy about, like, toxic positivity Mm -hmm. and how I'm just definitely not down for that. Yeah, Um, because that's just as detrimental. Right, but it was basically, like, how can you change this thought and, like you said, make it neutral? And so I will literally, if I, like, notice myself being like, okay, in this dress, like, my shoulders look so boxy and broad. Oh, I love when my (laughs) shoulders look like that in a dress. I don't know why. I will always just be like, yes, my traps look awesome. No, I'm like, man, I... Now, for some reason, it's so weird. Like, when I wear a dress, I'm, like, okay. I'm not okay with it. But when I'm wearing, like, a sports bra and I'm, like, yeah, I'm so, like, I don't know. Again, but any, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, And I think that's just proof, too, that even though, like, we do feel good about ourselves right now, we still go into, like, negative thought spirals sometimes. Um, That was off topic. But just replacing that thought, I will literally catch myself mid-thought and be, like, okay, that was not nice, Sarah. 
Be nice. Say How can nice. we say something neutral about yourself? <laughs> or replace it with, like, I like this about myself. Like, yeah. my hair looks really good right now. Yeah. Or, like, so my eyes are pretty right now. Whatever it is. Like, replacing the negative thought with a positive one or just changing that negative thought into a neutral thought and just saying, you know what? This is my body and this is the way I am and I love myself the way I am and I'm okay with myself the way I am and that's yeah that for sure I like that and I like talk to myself and sometimes <laughs> I don't like I don't on my personal Instagram I don't sometimes take a lot of pictures just because I'm like I want to enjoy the moment yeah and I want to be in the moment and I feel fine and confident and I like what I'm wearing and I don't feel the need to post that I guess right yeah so it's just for you yeah sometimes it's just like well it's there that's great it's, sometimes it's a me- memory or whatever but I feel like it's not necessarily needed all the time. Oh yeah. Um I don't need that validation, I guess. <laughs> right. Do you Let's see. What else do we want to Well, I was uh so a lot of people measure weight um and yeah. weight loss or weight gain or um just simply the number on the scale. So it is very arbitrary when you think of just, you know, your physics and, you know, your mass versus your weight, which are different things, but it's just basically how gravity affects our bodies and yes we can have more mass but depending on the gravity it can be less of you can weigh less so um it's kind of arbitrary in a way but I there are so many other ways to track your fitness progress if you want to yes um I currently am not really I'm loosely tracking I feel like I'm just kind of using my fitness tracker to keep track for me and then I don't put a whole lot of thought or um, excuse me, um, hold a thought or pressure on myself, I guess yeah. you could say. So there are so many other ways to keep track than just a number on the scale. So oh, yeah. I love a body composition exam because it measures your fat mass versus your lean mass. Mm-hmm. And so if you're looking to change fat mass to lean mass by working out more or lifting more weights, that's a great way to track because your body weight may stay the same and or get bigger but yeah. you may have more lean muscle mass than fat mass when you started or if you're trying to put on more fat mass because you're in a bulking phase and then you want to recomposition it and change it over to muscle then that can also be a good thing to measure yes. um body circumference measurements so that can be kind of triggering for some people but if you want to you know measure your biceps and your uh you know your calves or your something glutes. or your yeah, <laughs> your glutes I didn't even think about that that's such a huge topic. So yeah, measuring your glutes and then you can be like, oh my gosh, my biceps, like they, when I flex, like they're a centimeter, you know, bigger or, yeah. you know, my circumference around my butt is bigger because I've been working on growing my glutes. Um, and so I think that's a good, and you don't have to measure like every single thing. Yeah. I remember watching uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon and she literally would measure herself every single place, every single day for like her whole life basically and it was just and that was in the 50s taking place in the 50s I believe and it was just so toxic that I was just like that is wild but if you you know every three months or so you want to take you know bicep measurements glute measurements calf you know quad measurements whatever I think that that's a great way to measure your progress and be like okay I've gotten stronger yes and that that's really cool that you've you know changed over that yes and even like so I think body composition analysis is very very important to understand like what's going on in your body like you said that like that number that you see on the scale is 
it's made up of different things, right? Yeah. So, like, there's the water in your body. There's the lean mass. There's the fat mass. There's your skeletal muscle. There's, like, all of these different things in your body that, like, let's... I'm just making up a number, but, like, 150 because that's easy in my brain. Like, that could be chunked up into so many yeah. different things. And so that's why I, like, personally really have a problem with people who weigh themselves... Okay. Daily. I don't have a problem with the people. I have a problem with the act yeah. of weighing <laughs> yourself daily on just like a normal scale because um, like it, you don't understand what that means. That could mean so many different things and it, it's going to change throughout the day. It's going to change throughout the month. It's all of those things. And honestly, like I have to find like a very level spot in my like studio to make sure that the scale is right if it's even accurate if I put it on a bad spot then it's like you're 110 and I'm like I'm definitely not 110 (laughs) yeah I was like I know if I'm around 150 it like which that works out perfectly so if it's if I'm around that and then I know the scale's level yeah then like I give it to somebody else because the only reason I have a scale in there is literally because I need that metric for uh RMR testing and VO2 testing so that is literally the only reason I have a scale um, and then if it was ever in our bathroom, Will likes to use it before he goes to the bathroom and then after he goes to the bathroom to see how much weight he lost. Because <laughs> he's a, he's a boy and boys he's do a boy. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. That is funny. <laughs> um, the other thing too that I think is important to note here, like, let's say you do have to get your weight measured for something and that triggers you. Yeah. You can tell your doctor or your physician, whoever you're working with that just needs to. Just don't tell you the number. Yeah, just don't, or like, or can turn I turn around? Yeah. You know, that's completely valid for you to say even sometimes at the doctor's office like they don't necessarily need that information yeah sometimes they do sometimes they don't you can just say hey like I don't feel comfortable getting myself weighed right now um can I turn around can we not do this can we opt out whatever it is just be open with people and say hey like I don't feel comfortable doing this or can I have a modification which speaking of the getting weighed at the doctor so I've been to the doctor so many times in the last six months it's crazy with you know, figuring out my meds with depression and stuff. Yeah. And they weighed me every time. And the first couple of times she's like, oh, you, she's like, oh, you lost weight. That's great. And I was like, please I, don't say that. I just was like, I didn't even say anything. Cause I was like, you don't need to comment on that at all. Yeah. And the reason I had lost weight was because I wasn't eating because I was depressed and yeah. I had no appetite and I had low energy and all these things. And it just like reaffirmed what bad place I was in. And it just wasn't helpful. No. So, I'm glad that... And I that... also think it's okay to tell people that that's not helpful. Yeah. If you, like, feel confident enough to do that. Like, you don't you don't have to say that by any means. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I... You know what? I'm just going to let it go. This is not my business, not my place, whatever. But, personally, if I was at the doctor and they said something like that, I'd be like, hey, like, I appreciate what you're trying to tell me because I understand that you're mean, mm-hmm. you mean it from a good place, but that's really not helpful yeah, for me right especially, now. Yeah, and I knew she was, like, she's an older nurse. And yeah. You know, she, that's what they, you know, just changing that mindset. It's so hard for those older people who grew up in such horrible diet culture. So bad. Uneducated diet culture that they, they're just, it's not going to probably change for them. And we just kind of have to accept that. But we also can set that boundary and letting them know, hey, don't, don't say those things to me, please. Yeah. Or if you have a comment, just keep it to yourself. Yeah. So. Yep. Um. Oh, one of the other things about body composition I wanted to say, um, my favorite method is probably the DEXA scan because it outlines your lean muscle mass, your fat mass, and your bone density. Yes. So it's great, helpful for seeing if you are prone to osteoporosis, um, which is a like brittle bone disease that usually older women get because 
hormones change it after menopause and it can cause like the bones to be more brittle, less calcium, less bone formation. Um, so, you know, old booties breaking their hips that can, that's why a lot of times, um, there's a lot of other factors, but that's the simple version of it. So, um, it's great because it also can tell you if you're uneven. So I actually did a, research study in college where I got a free DEXA scan but it was cool because I actually had broken my left arm and wrist and I got my cast off and then I went and did the DEXA scan and it was so cool to see how much muscle mass my left arm had lost yeah because it was in that cast for six weeks or whatever and so I found that very interesting just seeing the differences and then I did another one later when I and I knew that my calves were off because I had an injury you know like six years before but then just seeing that they were still kind of off yeah. was just very interesting uh to notice so I loved those the most because you can really help even your body out yes um uh, it's telling the whole story exactly I feel like it is telling the complete story and um it can also just tell you like what kind of body shape and type you are so that you can do different things to help your body that are going to be different than someone else with a different body type yeah so is that similar to like an in-body scan or yes. is it a little less, like the in body's probably a little less. Oh yeah. In body's actually accurate. Can be Do you not love it? I don't love it. Oh, interesting. So it's actually BIA, which is bioelectrical impedance right. analysis. Um that's what an in body uses. So in college, which this is not one of my prouder moments, but <laughs> we knew that based on your hydration levels, it will be more accurate or not as accurate. And so we had been drinking the whole night before. We knew we were going to do this test. We didn't drink any water and we came into class super dehydrated and hungover and it read error on the scanner because we were so dehydrated. Yeah. And so it was just so interesting that, and then we drank a bunch of water during class. Like our classes were like three, four hours long. Yeah. And so we would then took it again later and then it read something different. So just a change in hydration in a few hour span, it went from like 40% body fat to like 25% body fat. That's insane. So it was a huge, like, I don't love it because it can be so different. I feel like when you look at them, because we had one at our old gym, and I know if you go to, like, supplement stores and stuff, you can get one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it can be helpful, again, because it can show, like, the unevenness in maybe muscle mass first on one arm or the other or whatever. It does tell you your body fat percentage, your muscle, um, your bone density, all of that. But you, like, look at it on the the sign next to it and there's all these rules like yes don't you, drink coffee beforehand. exactly don't eat yep. beforehand make sure that you got like a solid eight hours of sleep make sure it's you're like, rested yeah you make sure you're not on your period like yeah. all of these things that are like okay well then I can literally take this like maybe at this perfect moment in my yeah. life and it might be accurate um which you have to be consistent with whatever you're doing so yeah. if you didn't drink coffee or if you did drink coffee beforehand make sure it's the same kind of coffee like yeah. you have to do all the things perfect as much the same as you can to get as accurate as results as possible because yeah. if you are super dehydrated and then you change everything then it's definitely not accurate and so that's with, what point we were trying to like yeah. make with a dexa scan because i'm not as familiar with those do you have to, is there all so there are like, there are pre-testing protocols yeah. which again like with any exercise testing you want to have those to ensure that you are in the most optimal part right uh to make sure that you are getting the most accurate results possible so yeah. it's about three to five minutes long there's a couple places around the metro that i think you can get one yeah. um they are pretty pricey unfortunately but um a lot of times i think 
there's one place that is not a medical center, but I think you can get it for like 100 or 150, which isn't yeah. a bad price, but sometimes insurance gets is covered for it, especially as you get older because yeah. it's testing for the like bone density. Yeah, and the bone like density. Yeah. Yes. Uh correct. So I mean, you definitely if you can afford it, it's a great tool to use. Uh but again, I would say you really don't have to do it more than once to twice a year if you are super serious about changing these things over yeah. your body is going to change but I don't think it's something that you need to do like monthly or anything like that so I would say like once a year and then see how that goes and then if you need to do it twice a year but then after you get to a certain point then you probably don't necessarily need it for another like five to ten years based on where you're at in your life yeah so obviously if you're an older adult it's probably a little more frequent to test that bone density if you try to new medication or supplement or foods to make sure that that is changing in the right direction um but yeah I think it's a great it's like three to five minutes long um it measures all of that I actually accidentally diagnosed Will's scoliosis when I did my uh practical exam so obviously I am not a doctor and I am not supposed to diagnose so what I should have said was oh looks like you have some deviation of your thoracic spine here um, you might want to go see a physician. You might want to go see a physician about this instead of, oh, hey, looks like you have some thoracic scoliosis, and I got a B because I said that. Oh, so, no. <laughs> um, he, and he, I, he was like, oh, I didn't know that, and I thought he was joking, but he, like, literally. When he went to the doctor and he literally had it? Well, he, he literally didn't know he had scoliosis, and he was like, oh, yep, there it is, and then he did go to the doctor, and the doctor was like, yep, you've got scoliosis, and he's like. Wow, Chelsea. He gives Dr. Me, Chelsea. <laughs> he gives me such a hard time that he's like, you gave me scoliosis, and I was like, I can't give you I can't give you a like yeah medical condition and then it was so funny because uh he keeps saying that and then he's like well I didn't have it before you told me yeah well uh, you did so but, <laughs> but yeah it can also measure certain things like that where it's like oh I think you need to go get that checked out structurally yeah. or oh did you have a repair in this and so um if you have had any metal in your body though it is gonna be skewed um so our one of our professors that the one that gave me the b her spine is like so fused and has so many screws and crazy stuff in it and so her dexa scan was so cool to look at yeah but it was just interesting that all of her values are off because of the the metal metal. yeah so and it's i think important to note too that like because we've been talking a lot about scans and how to track progress and things like that um there's I think a mindset of like, okay, I want to change my body to fit a certain standard or to, you know, more of a negative frame and mindset around wanting to change your body. And then there is, okay, like there are things about myself that I might want to change in order to improve my health in the long run Mm -hmm. or things like that. I think it's important to note too that like it is okay to want to change your body as long as you're coming at it from the right mindset. Yeah. Um, But I think another way too to like, if you're just wanting to go to the gym and you're just wanting to like kind of implement some healthy habits I think we've talked about talked about this on the podcast before but like how much weight are you lifting each week like is it are you improving and like your deadlift is getting heavier is you're getting stronger are you able to like do more reps of something are you able to like spend more time on the treadmill without feeling like super winded there's things like that that are energetically different that you don't always have to like pay attention to really like what your body is telling you you can be like okay I can see this in the numbers in my programming Mm -hmm. or like I'm going for a walk and I don't feel like super winded I love when it's like you've got your you know four to six weeks into a program and you know that workout that you did your very first time was like so hard and crazy and then you do that same workout again you're like oh my gosh this is so cool this is 
I feel so good. I yeah. feel energetic. I feel like I breeze through it with no problem. And it's just cool to look back and be like, I was wasted after that first one. Yeah. But look how far I've come. And I feel so much better. I did the exact same one. And I feel great about it. And my energy levels are great. Yes. Um, I also just love the... I honestly don't care how much I weigh. I just want the clothes I have to fit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I just don't want to buy... I mean, I do buy a lot of clothes. But I just don't want to have to buy like new sizes of jeans or whatever it is. I just want my current clothes to, I just want to feel comfortable in my current clothes. Yes. And I think that's another like just quick tip that I personally have for myself. If I'm feeling, because again, there's days where I don't feel super confident oh, yeah. in myself. Um, if there's days like that, then I'm going to put on my comfiest clothes, things that I, you know, don't feel restricted in or like maybe not my tightest, com- most compressive leggings. Yeah. Like, I'm going to wear more flowy, baggy things that, like, I just feel comfortable in. Not necessarily look maybe the greatest, but I'm going to just chill out and be cozy and I think comfy. you look great because I love cozy, so. Well, yes. <laughs> but in those days, it's yeah. not, like, about how I yes. look. It's just more about the comfort of things because if I'm having a bad body image day and I put on, like, these really tight leggings that maybe make my butt look good but make my stomach feel like I'm being, like, suffocated, yeah. um, then I'm just going to hate that all yeah. day, and I'm just going to be thinking about it all day, and that's not helpful. So I'm and like, I'm, I'm wearing sweatpants today. For sure. I was wearing a pair of joggers yesterday that typically fit me fine, and I just know that I traveled and I had some alcohol and we had all the, you know, we were eating out a lot and, yeah. you know, dehydration and your body's holding on to water because of travel and all the things, and Yesterday I was like, oh, these pants are killing me. Like, I feel like they're giving me a stomach ache because they're, I feel like they're suffocating me. And so I just took them off and put on some looser shorts. And I was like, all right, I'm feeling good. Feeling like, great now. Feeling yeah. great. So it's just sometimes about how you, you don't have to force yourself into something. Absolutely not. But you can also know that your body fluctuates and it might fit better in a week. And yeah, exactly. Like right now I'm, I'm about to start my period in like a couple days and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wear my... My period pants. <laughs> yeah, like you, sometimes we have those go-to outfits of like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. wearing my stretchy pants today. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for the, you know, larges instead of the mediums today or whatever it may be just so you don't. And even like a sports bra. Like yesterday yeah. I wore a sports bra that I like love and it's super comfortable and I was like, why does everything feel so suffocating today? Yeah. And then I just like had to take it off and put on a bralette or something and not have to worry about it because it was just literally felt like my clothes were suffocating me. I saw this TikTok a couple weeks ago from this like fitness creator that I am obsessed with and she was like put on a baggy t-shirt and baggy sweatpants because your body's not meant to like be forced into these really tight clothes all the time and that's something that like I mean I feel like I want to look professional when I go to my job so like am I gonna wear my cute set when I go to work most of the time yes I don't have to do that I just feel like it makes me look more professional as a fitness person yeah um but some days you just need to like not wear a bra oh my gosh (laughs) and just like okay I'm not gonna go out well sometimes I go out in public without a bra but it's okay um (laughs) no shame no shame free the nip um but just like again like your body is not meant to like have to squeeze and force itself into certain things so like feel free to just like let it go yeah. like take a breath and just like ugh, just let everything like chill. yeah just <laughs> let your body chill for sure yeah um on one other things that um just tracking wise like I mentioned my fitness tracker and stuff I know when we first kind of you started the podcast and then I came on um, I told you that I was wanting to intentionally start moving a little bit more. Yeah. I had been doing maybe one workout a week, probably not, 
uh, maybe two a month, I would say. Um, and that was just walking. So I know I intentionally just made a decision to start moving more um, the month of April. I didn't really track anything. I just tried to get in two forms of movement um, every week, whether that was walking or something else. And it was just cool because I just changed my mindset, um, kept myself accountable by talking to you about it, by talking to my loved ones about it, and just kind of like writing it down and keeping track. And so yesterday or this weekend, I think my Apple Fitness sent me a notification that was like, hey, your active calorie burn has been more over the last four weeks. It's been about 100 calories higher than um, it was the last month. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, that's cool. Like, I wasn't even really tracking it, but I was like, oh, like, I intentionally made a decision. Yeah. I stuck to it for the most part, and I ultimately, you know, came out and had that check-in. I don't know if I, I probably would have realized it eventually, but... It was just cool to get that random notification of like, yeah. hey, you've been doing more recently. Like, Because you're job. definitely more of a data person than I am. Yeah. Um, so I feel like those numbers are like in your brain that like make you happy. Very affirming <laughs> for me. Yes. Um, and because again, I don't believe, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a master's degree in exercise science and I do know endorphins um, play a role in certain things. Yeah. But I'm doing some more research that I want to talk about on a future podcast episode, but I don't think endorphins are real for me. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, I was literally just about to ask you, like, energetically in the last month or so since you've started making those changes, have you noticed any differences? No. I am still fatigued. So interesting. I'm still tired. People think I have low iron levels, which I might. I need probably need to get that tested. But probably. I started taking a daily vitamin again, started taking um, a boron supplement, which um, you get from, like, I started taking it in California when I couldn't get access to good Kansas, Missouri red meat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I would be able to have that. But so I started taking that again. It's only been a week or so since I've been doing that. So we'll see if the energy levels change. But yeah, still very fatigued. Um, last Last night I was gonna work out and then I was like nah it's I've worked yesterday at work was crazy to you know today at work is gonna be crazy um and then just the travel and getting back and doing the laundry yeah. and all the other things I was like like I just need a freaking yeah. break <laughs> at the beginning of the day I was like yeah I'll work out tonight and then like through the day I was like I just don't have the time and I don't have the energy and I walked to the pharmacy to pick up my antidepressants instead. Yeah. So, and you know what I And feel I hated like? every second of it. Again, too, like, would tie this back to body image. That's such a cool mindset for you to have because, like, during that time where you felt, like, uncomfortable in your body and things like that, mm-hmm. like, would you have... Hi, welcome back. Um... We had a little technical difficulty there. Sorry about that. Um, And then Chelsea had to go to work. So I'm just going to finish it off. You're just stuck with me. Chelsea and I talked about pretty much everything that we want to talk about. Um, She was just finishing up saying that, um, you know, how cool it is that our mindsets have grown personally and how we have kind of just changed the way that we think about our body image and our health and our fitness and how it's more revolved around how we feel physically um, than how we necessarily look. And I know for me, and I'm assuming Chelsea as well, but I don't really want to speak for her on this aspect. But for me, um, I had to do kind of a cold turkey when it came to the thought patterns that I had with myself. So basically, just like really forcing myself to not think about the way that I look physically and not think about 
um, how certain things are affecting my body. Like I just really had to focus on how I feel, how energetically I'm feeling, different things like that. Um, And so there was a phase in my fitness journey where I really didn't focus on aesthetics at all. And I'm slowly kind of getting back to the point where I'm like, okay, you know what? I want to kind of grow my glutes. I want to grow my quads, things like that, that are like a little bit different aesthetically. Um, But again, I just want to remind you guys that like our stories are completely different than yours. They might be the same. We might have things in common, things like that. But Chelsea and I were really just here to kind of talk through our stories so that hopefully you don't feel so alone if you are struggling with these things. Hopefully we gave you some tips of ways to track progress, ways to change your mindset, ways to navigate bad body image days because we all have them. Even people that have not not necessarily struggled with disordered eating patterns, um, you know, we all have bad days. We all have great days. We all have days where we don't feel as good about ourselves and we just hope that we can help you navigate through those things and hopefully give you some tips that improve your mindset a little bit. Um, With that being said, I do want to point out that if you are struggling with disordered eating patterns or body image issues, please um, talk to a therapist, talk to a doctor, talk to a dietitian. Um, there are so many people around you that are here to support you. I talked about getting a support system, um, that is just really helpful and having the people around you being on the same page, but sometimes we need a little bit of professional help and there's nothing wrong with that. And, um, in fact, it's a very strong thing to do to get help with. So if you are struggling with these things, please, um, again, speak to, your therapist, speak to a doctor, speak to a friend that maybe has a little bit more experience, but sometimes we need someone who specializes and that's literally their profession to help you navigate through those things. So I do want to point that out as well. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I think it would be kind of cool for us to create like a little collage of things that help us on body image days or the ways that we make ourselves feel more confident, the way that we view ourselves and say, hey, I'm a badass um, because each and every one of you are. And so I'm going to create a little question box on the Instagram and just have you guys enter in like things that make you feel great about yourselves, things that you do on a self-care day to make you feel great in your body, things that uh, help you on bad body image days, things like that. And so please head to the Instagram to point that out. Um, And again, if there's any questions you have, Chelsea and I are not not professionals in this area. So please reach out for help. But if you just need like some advice or maybe, um, you know, ask like, hey, do you have a therapist that you like? Hey, is there like someone that we could talk to? I have no idea where to start with this. You can reach out to Chelsea and I. Um, We're always here for you. We love you. And yeah i hope that this was informational i hope that this made you feel less alone if this is something that you struggle with and yeah that's all i've got for you thank you so much for listening um we love you we love you we love you and you are amazing and you're a badass and you're fantastic and you smell great and all of the things have a great weekend happy friday um please 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 rate five stars if you have feedback if you have um suggestions for topics that you want us to cover if you have 
you know, compliments for us. We love those as well. Leave a review, DM us on Instagram. You can reach out to us uh, at Girls Who Lift Pod on Instagram or personally at It's Bounds by Sarah or at Movement with Chels. And then, yeah, rate five stars. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. It really helps us out and we love you. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.